0: thursday evening welcome to another edition of the consistently consistent podcast that is the sideline junkies it's me it's me it's the big guy kg flying solo for now never know who's gonna join uh but it's long overdue to get back on and do this dc sports rundown and if you're just Tuning in and you have never listened to the DC sports rundown. This is where we talk about everything that's going on in our backyard here in the DMV. We're based out of the DC Maryland, Virginia area, known as the DMV. If Wamada does not touch your front door, you're not a part of the DMV. But we are based out of DC. So everything that has to do with the Nationals, the Capitals, the Wizards, and the Commanders. Uh and shoot the, the the mystics and everything else that's what we cover okay and tonight we're gonna start off with those we kids i i got a question and it, it's it's not it's a rhetorical question because we're already past the all-star break we're already getting into the playoff race and everything and I had such high hopes for the, the 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 Wizards coming into this season and the Wizards have cost me a lot of money. The boss BJ, I see you out there brother. Uh he 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 has profited an awful lot to you know for me to get lunches dinners uh, i think i owe him some money i might owe him a kid some spleens um kidney or two you know but thank you wizards that's because of you but what can the wizards do to get out of this doldrums of the bottom half of the east right now they sit at 28 and 33 as we speak 12 games out of first place in the 11th spot and the balls beach they say nothing they're four and six in the last ten. Um, to be quite honest, I don't blame Wes Unsell Jr. one bit because he 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 was dealt a bad hand. He played the hand. He came out and rolled. But think about this: you trade away Spencer Dinwiddie. You trade away uh, Montrez Harrell. Who was your spark plug? But you trade them away because, oh, they don't get along with the team. Well, you better learn to get along. And the boss BJ's in the text window, he says, I don't blame the players on the floor. Do you blame front office? I don't blame the coaching staff because it's a new coaching staff. I don't blame them. Um, It's hard to win when your superstar finds a way every year not to play, which brings me to my next point. Here you are, one Bradley Bill who's talking, you know, he was hinting around in the media that uh he was going to sign back you know this offseason 40 games this year and i'm looking at his stats for this season 40 games um 23.2 points per game shooting 83% from the line 45 from the field 30% from behind the arc uh 4.7 rebounds 6.6 assists um but that doesn't mean anything if you only been on the floor for 40 games out of what's that? 62? Nope. I'm wrong. 61. 61 games. And you only you've missed 21 games so far. Kyle Kuzma is your second leading score. 17 points even. Uh 45% from the field, 35 from three. Only shooting 72% from the line. Um, 8.8 rebounds, 3.2 assists. Only two and a half turnovers and 1.9 personal fouls. Kyle Kuzma is supposed to be the number two here, but he plays more like a number one. He's bringing it on a nightly basis. And to be quite honest, I got to disagree with the boss, BJ, when I asked the question, what can the Wizards do to get over this hump? It is something they can do. And what they they were held hostage at the trade deadline, so they couldn't get rid of Beal then when they should have. But he would have been the guy that I unloaded. And it's nothing against Bradley Bill, Bradley Bill personally. I'm not even going to put it out there and be like, oh, I can't stand Bradley. Bill." I love the guy. I love his enthusiasm when he plays. I love his demeanor. I just don't like when he plays soft. When I know you're, 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 you're not a gazelle. You're a lion. Play like it. You have a killer instinct. We've seen it. Play like that every night. You don't need somebody in the media, a player to piss you off. Play like that every night. And the boss, BJ, says he plays soft all the time. Yes, he does. He has played soft the last year and a half. They made it all the way to the bubble. And the thing about that, the bubble wasn't that long ago. The bubble wasn't even two years ago. We're talking 16 months. That's when the bubble was. That's a year and four months. They got all the way to the bubble, one no games. What was? The, but he didn't even play. What was the point of even being there? Like they went, they sent guys out there that, that just wanted to play. But your superstar shut it down. That's heartbreaking, man. That, that, that right there as a player, because I don't know Bradley Bill personally, but as a player, it soured me on him as a player. Because you got an opportunity to put this team on your back and go. And you just like, nah, I'm going to go ahead and shut it down. And the boss B.J. in the text window says Russ forcing to play hard. Yeah, but if you think about it, Russ forces a lot of players to play hard. KD, uh, Harden, uh, Beal, they all have some of their best statistical seasons playing with Russ. That's what happens. But I don't know where bradley bill is going to end up i don't know what he's going to wind up doing if he stays but in my opinion as a basketball fan as a washington Wizards supporter it's time to move on you know you 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 gotta find another piece to build around and kyle kuzma seems to be that guy maybe kyle kuzma and kcp could be your one and your two and then you probably get them a third as a compliment piece piece. And you know, looking at scoring, uh, you got Ru Hachimura and Daniel Gafford uh averaging nine points a game, respectively. Uh, you know, these guys are hungry. These are young boys is hungry. Thomas Bryant coming back. There's your big your big man. Uh NATO averaging eight. Thomas Bryant coming back, averaging eight. Uh, your young guy. Uh, Denny Adia, he's averaging 7.6. He's going to come into his own. Ish Smith, Corey Kispert. You got Sato back and Thomas Sadoransky. But after that, you know, it's kind of like a fall off. So you're going to have to get one more name to play in D.C. And it's going to be hard. But if you can keep Kyle Kuzma and KCP here, let Bradley Bill walk. Let Bradley Bill walk. Find you a big man. A I'm not even gonna say dominant because there are no more dominant big men. There are no more Wilt Chamberlain, Shaquille O'Neal, uh Hakeem Olajuwon, David Robinson, Patrick Ewan. No more guys like that that can, you know, you dump the ball into Alonzo Mornings. Um, you dump the ball into them and you know it's an easy bucket because they're just that damn good. Shout out to my Georgetown centers, uh, uh, Morning, Matumbo, Ewan. Those guys were dominant in their era. They were the tops. They were top centers in their prime. There are no more guys like that, you know. So you have to either draft a guy, and that's slim pickings because no, there's no big man that plays the big man role anymore. Everybody wants to be a stretch four or a stretch five. You know, you're supposed to be down on a paint, on the block, back to the basket if you have to be, imposing your will on guys that are smaller than you. you supposed to put that hand up and say mouse in the house and go. We don't have players like that no more. But Washington needs somebody that's a dog down there. They had that in Harold. He was a dog down there. Like, that dude's energy, and I loved his energy. No matter where he plays at, I love his energy. And to see that they traded him away because people didn't get along, maybe if y'all would have stepped up and matched his energy, maybe able would have got along a little bit better because I think that was the problem. And I'm just being real I'm being honest. You know? I think that was the problem. Nobody matched his energy. Washington has to find their, themselves one more piece. And it has to be somebody that's healthy. They have to be a big man, but they got to be a dog down low. And if they got to jump and they can shoot threes, fine, but they got to be a dog down low first. Got to be a dog down low. Got to be a dog on both ends of the floor. Washington is missing that. When's the last time Washington's had a dominant, a dominant big man? Wes Unseld. I mean, you can't count Miros on a Manute Bowl. They weren't dominant. They were just big men you know you you need somebody that's capable of putting up you need a 20 and 10 man that's what you need that's what washington needs they need somebody to put up 20 points 10 rebounds a night guaranteed hell you need a lamar odom who wasn't a dominant big man but at 610 he could handle the ball and would give you a double-double every night in L.A. Don't believe me. Go look back at some of those box scores. He played the one, the three, and the four. And sometimes he would shift around into the five. He bought It's got to be something about that. You got you, you to gotta give me somebody like that. That's the only way Washington is going to do something. Say bye-bye to Bradley Bill. Get you a B. That's what's got to be done. Build this team around Kuzma, KCP, and Hachimura. And Hachimura has, I understand he's going through, he went through a mental health crisis. And I'm glad he's better because he's a young talent. He's hungry and he can bowl. That's one thing I can say about this uh, front office. They got it right about him. Denny Avia, they got it right about him. Those are two young players that you cannot let walk out of here because they're going to be, big boys. They're going to be big stars in this league. They may not be superstars. They're going to be stars in this league. Do not let them walk out of D.C. And that's just my opinion. And I'm just the guy that sits behind the mic and loves the Chicago Bulls. But damn it. Get one more piece in here. One more. Hell, get you a, a, a dominant point guard that can control the floor. Look at what Chris Paul does to teams when he gets there. Chris Paul is a true point guard. Is he the greatest point guard ever? No, he's not. But he's a damn point guard. He's one of the top 10. But look at what he does to teams. They need something like that. That shot in the arm from the point guard era. From the point guard position, I'm sorry. Just my thoughts. But Washington has to do something because this finishing 10th, 11th, 12th, bottom of the barrel every year. It's not going to satisfy ownership. It's not going to satisfy the fan base. You have a good front office. You have a young coach. Do not piss away these years with these young players and this young coach without doing something special. Just my opinions. That's all this is, is my opinion. But the Wizards have to do something. The biggest thing that they can do, say you may, you're may you not going to get anything back for them, bite the bullet. See you later, Bradley Bill, Go L.A., uh, Toronto. Go wherever you want to go. But Washington's not the place because you're not happy here. You're not putting up the results. Really and truly, he should have never got the two-year contract after that, after the the initial contract. So just my opinion, let him spread his wings. Once you see the grass ain't green on the other side, then he'll be back and be ready to play. But then it's going to be too late because this young core is going to step up and do something once again just my opinion so switching gears moving over to the nfl the national football league uh this is funny we talked about this um months ago robert griffin iii aka rg3 decided to write a tell-all book and was going to release it surviving washington about his time with the Washington Redskins organization now known as the Washington Commanders. A lot of former, well, I'm not going to say a lot, a lot of players and fans alike was like, why would you do that? Um, One former player said it was a bitch move. Um, (laughs) Me myself, I was like, weren't you just begging them for a job like a month and a half ago, telling them to make the call to you when uh, they were down on quarterbacks? but said book has been shelved and will not come out i wonder what changed his mind to <laughs> release said tell-all book because uh it seemed like it was a cash grab jumping on the the bandwagon with the shit show that has been going on in dc for the last uh pfft, shit, 20 years if you want to be honest with it but What's been going on since twenty sixteen, apparently, and all the things that have came out. So, it's been shelved, and I think the reason why it's been shelved because Washington needs a quarterback. Washington's gonna need a veteran quarterback. They're gonna get themselves a veteran quarterback this summer, and he may be one of the ones that they call back and say, "Hey, we got this young black quarterback, <clears throat> Malik Willis, and we want you to do for him what you did for Lamar Jackson." Because let's not get it twisted. Robert Griffin III was an excellent mentor to one Lamar Jackson up in Baltimore. And everybody said, why is Baltimore signing him? Best thing Baltimore could have did was sign RG3 when they drafted Lamar Jackson. Because you got somebody that has been through there, the Heisman Trophy winner, out to prove everybody wrong about what he is and everything. What better example do you have than RG3? Hey, I did it this way. Don't do it this way. And what has Lamar done? He's done things the exact opposite of what RG3 did. No commercials like that. You know, he takes his endorsements. And Lamar takes his lumps. But he doesn't antagonize defenses. He tortures them, but he doesn't antagonize them. And it's a lot that could have been prevented with RG3. If he would have listened, but his mentorship and his tutelage of one Lamar Jackson speaks volumes. And I think RG three, he's a great college uh, commentator. And I think him as a quarterback's coach and even speaking at the rookie symposium would be something that would need to be done every year. To show how you can have so much potential. And within seven years you on a backup quarterback market within five years you're on a backup quarterback market out of football for a year you know how yeah, you have it all and you can lose it so that's where i give him credit at. but this book that he was planning on writing absolute bullshit. you didn't talk about it when you were here you didn't talk about it two years ago now you want to talk about it understand people process trauma differently but this seems like a cash grab So, but it's shelved, ain't got to worry about it for now because it's going to come back up. Now, speaking of quarterbacks, Washington Commanders. Hmm. I still ain't got used to the name, still don't like it, Uh, but I'll deal with it. It's going to have to really, really grow on me like fungus. But uh, it makes me sick to my stomach to say it, but anyway. Their QB search has become really, really wide. How in the hell do you have a list of quarterbacks that you want to try to get? And I credit the boss, BJ, for sending this to me because he sent this to me and I said, Bro, how is that possible? They're looking, their list included 42 quarterbacks. Not one, not twenty, forty-two quarterbacks on their list. There were only thirty-one other teams in the league, so you're not even. They rumor has it they called Kansas City and asked them were they willing to trade Patrick Mahomes. Has Washington become that desperate and that much of a shit show that you've become? What's the word I'm looking for? You've become QB sluts for lack of a better term right now that you would take and you call about players that you can't even afford such as a Patrick Mahomes. Have we become that much of a shit show? I just, ladies and gentlemen, we got that rights to checks. Joining, I think you're he here, the boss, BJ.
1: You there, brother? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me?
0: Yes, sir, I can.
1: Well, hopefully hopefully you can do that. Hear me, I'm uh, on a climate in Toledo, Ohio. In my hotel room with my, you know, not so great Wi-Fi. So, But I uh, just wanted to hop in. I was trying to hop in early. I kept getting calls and uh, just trying to. You know, address home issues while you know pops away. So, but um, you know, I I heard you talking about the Washington Commanders and their list of, you was it forty two or forty six? Forty two. Forty two, and you know, to have a list of forty two quarterbacks is absolutely embarrassing. Um, one, you shouldn't. Nobody, I I, I just don't understand the PR, the, the the thought process, in Ashburn. Because when you hear that, you know, it's just like, do you really think any quarterback on that list below, uh, above five is going to help you win? It's just like, okay, look. We say, again, over and over on this show, people say it on other shows. If you're, you're a fan of the NFL, you know this. There is not. 42 quarterbacks in this league that can help you win a, win win a, a championship. It's just not. It's not. It's 10 guys in this league. You know, and a couple of them might be available. Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, um, you still got Deshaun Watson might be available. Um, you know, and then you got a whole bunch of stopgaps, quarterbacks. I you know, I if I'm missing somebody, KG uh, can tell me, but you know, as far as like, okay, we get this guy, and we we you know we have a chance of winning a division and and make it and run in the playoffs, if we can you know get everything else tuned right, you know, you if you get a Russell Wilson on Aaron Rodgers doesn't mean you're going to win immediately. You still got to fine tune the soup so it's not too salty or it's not bland. You still got to work on some things, all right. But to to come out and publicly say. We have a list of forty-two quarterbacks. It's just plain embarrassing. It really is. And, and like I said, I just go back to what I said. I'm trying to stop rambling off topic and stuff, you know. But what is going? What I just don't get the the everything they did was botched, from the Sean Taylor ceremony to the 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 seal. Uh, uh, the commanders with the wrong the wrong years of the Super Bowl, you know, and, you know, I, I say it on this show because, you know, I'm talking to particular people when I say this, we're not bootlickers. We're not going to stand in front of us in the stadium and rah, 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 you know, we're fans, we're football fans, but at the same time, well, you know, the truth has to, has to be spoken. And I just don't think they have those people in place that – want to speak or want to hear the truth like they live on a whole different planet you know and i don't know you know what it's going to take for the commander's organization to come back down to earth and you know everybody could easily say oh sell the team dan snyder so he okay you get another owner in here 99% chance you get another owner here that doesn't know anything about football. They do know about running a business. They're wealthy. All right. You know, most of the guys that can come get this team can afford to build their own stadium without taxpayer dollars. Just like the uh, Rams owner did. So I don't think it's I really don't think it's Dan Snyder. Like, if I'm a player, why why am I why do I want to come to Washington? Why do I want to come to this shit show? Why? Why, why, why? You know, if the stadium is at the bottom of the borough in the league for the fans, I, I mean I can only imagine, you know, what it's like for the players inside. I'm sure they're better just without me being in it, I'm sure it's better stadiums, better amenities, you know, you don't have that gap where, you know, you got to go to Ashburn to practice and, uh, you know, the stadium is always, you know, in Landover. You know, it's it's just a whole bunch of, bunch of things. But, you know, if you want Russell Wilson, go get Russell Wilson. If you want Aaron Rodgers, you know, put that out there. If you're going to pull the trigger for Deshaun Watson, go get it. You know, me personally and KG, you know, I'll let you go after this. I personally think that if they get the right quarterback, you have a division-winning team. Because Dallas has proven over and over and over again that they're not that team. You know, you might have um, Philly on the rise, okay. But if you get the if you get Deshaun Watson, if you can, you know, I, me personally, I don't think this team is ready for Aaron Rodgers to come here and yeah you might win some games but do they have the pieces necessary for Aaron Rodgers I don't know if I'm going to give up that much for a quarterback I'm going to go get a younger Deshaun Watson and give up my first pick that way I can I have a quarterback now I can build with I don't have to worry about that position for a while and once you secure that position Everything else falls in place when you're scoring points and you don't have to keep rolling out your defense every five minutes. Wonder why they can't get any stops. They're tired. If you're going to make a play, go get you a young, established quarterback. Like for me, it's Deshaun Watson first, Russell Wilson second, Aaron Rodgers. I, KG, you, you, you. Do you feel like if, if this team gets Aaron Rodgers is – because you get Aaron Rodgers, any team, it's Super Bowl or Bust. That's the expectations. Aaron Rodgers is not coming to your team to win a division. You know, to be 10-7, to be and seven, win a division, wild card, and maybe, you know, get out, knocked out in a divisional round. That's not what he's coming to a team for. He's going to a team that's ready to win a Super Bowl. I just don't know if Washington, it, it, defensively, they, they might need a tweak here and there. You got to still find out what they're gonna do with Landon Collins. Um, offensively, now you got Brandon Sheriff. That whole situation. Talk to me. What do you?
0: Well, to be quite honest, I'm gonna jump right in there. Uh, Carson Wentz was another one that was on that list. I think Nick Foles is on that list. Not to mention the guys coming out in the draft. Every everybody in the fan base. Oh, we got to pick uh, uh 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 what's the boy name uh Malik Willis. We got to pick Mal- Malik Willis at eleven. That's the only pick. Oh no 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 no. We got to pick uh, uh Pat Corral. We got to pick this guy. We got to pick that guy. Here's the problem. You can have Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, uh, Terry Bradshaw, Bart Starr, um, Johnny Unitas back there. If you don't have an offensive line in front of them that can block. You're not going anywhere. And what's the biggest problem that we have on offense? It's not quarterback. It's O-line. Because we got moving parts on the O-line, and this going into this offseason. We don't know what's going to happen with Brandon Sheriff. Do I want to keep him? Yes, I do. But the price has to be right. Same thing I always said about Kirk Cousins, who, another quarterback that they're talking about bringing back. The price has to be right. You can go get Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers can't even win in Green Bay. What the hell makes you think he can come here and win?
1: With with probably arguably the number one or number two receiver in the league.
0: And Devontae Adams, a dog at running back with Aaron Jones. He got pieces around him. He can't even win in Green Bay. What the hell make you think he going to come to D.C. and win? Get the delusions of Granger out your damn head, folks. This is not where it's at. Ron Rivera is a very, very good coach very good coach I'm not saying he can turn water into wine but he can turn water into Kool-Aid pretty damn well and I trust in Ron I love Riverboat Ron because I love his no-nonsense attitude and I believe if you give him time he'll turn it around but you also got to give him the pieces he needs he's a chef in the kitchen he's trying to do the grocery shopping don't limit him on the grocery list if we're gonna go get a quarterback, and you want to go get a veteran, I rather I rather go get Deshaun Watson. If I, Deshaun Watson number one, like you said, Russell Wilson number two. Only reason why Russell Wilson is number two because you got to trade for Russell Wilson, and that contract that he has is a pretty hefty one. He signed a pretty big contract, so you got to move some pieces, got to move some money, probably got to give up some draft picks. Now at this present point, would I give up a first rounder for Deshaun Watson if he's gonna be here? for three, four years guaranteed, yeah, I'll give it up. I'll give up a first this year. You know, I'm not giving up Chase Young. I'm not giving up any of my defensive pieces right now because I need to see all those guys healthy. I need one season from them healthy to see what they can do. If they can't get it done next season, all right, we can start getting rid of the Alabama boys and letting them boys go and keeping the young talent. Landon Collins, he played that hybrid linebacker role pretty well. I want to see what he does with that in the full season. So he's not going to get traded.
1: Speaking of but, the Alabama boys, I'm trying to figure out like why are they talking about a contract extension with De'Ron Payne? Like,
0: rookie contract up.
1: Yeah, I understand that. I let him walk. Let him go. <laughs> yeah, I, I know that. Let him go. <laughs> you know, <laughs> You know, Jonathan Allen's coming to his own. You know, he's coming yeah. there. Deron Payne. Like my here's my thing. If you had a quarterback, if you, you know, didn't need another piece of two on offensive line, if you if you didn't have to figure out well, how you gonna what you're gonna do with Landon Collins, if you have to eat that contract or if you can get I, I really think that you'll be able to move him because of how well he played when he moved up to the line of scrimmage. Okay, great. But you have, Deron Payne is for me, isn't good enough for the money that he's he's gonna ask for. It's just not, especially if you're talking about Jonathan Allen money. No, I, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I let him walk. I let him walk. I use that money to, and, and maybe you know. I don't know, to, to, to build your team up, to, to to address some other issues. I just don't think he's played well enough alongside Allen um, and, and, you know, when, when the whole uh, front four was healthy to warrant a contract extension. I just don't think he's done that.
0: And I agree with you 100%. I agree. You know, he he he, he hasn't come into his own the way that I thought he would. But the thing is, we're we, we, we talking about the quarterback situation. And getting rid of the defensive pieces, I don't see as a good thing right now. I want to see what they can do all healthy. I want to see everybody show up to OTAs, Chase Young included. But when it comes to the quarterback situation, Here's the thing And I've talked about this before And BJ I know you agree with me DC has a dark cloud over it When it comes to Sports free agency A lot of guys Don't come in here And live up to the hype And I'm trying to think of a free agent quarterback That came in here and, and did the damn thing Donovan McNair wasn't a free agent He was traded for uh, Brad Johnson did Did pretty well here Um Um That's all I can think of is Brad Johnson. But here's the midnight ride in the text window talking about Malik Willis. Everybody talking about Malik Willis. It doesn't mean anything if we get Malik Willis and he gets the Dwayne Haskins treatment. But he's never nurtured. You never really get to see what he can do. And then a year or two later, he's gone. Because in my honest opinion, for all of Dwayne Haskins' faults, he could have been a starting quarterback here if he was nurtured. Jay Gruden did not want him and didn't nurture him. Even if you didn't want him, he's here. He's here. Nurture him.
1: Yeah, look, but the thing is, I get what you're saying, but you all, you can still not be wanted and show your ass off on the field. And he just, I mean, just look at Pittsburgh. Look at the reports coming out in Pittsburgh. Yeah, like, yeah. That job was his to take.
0: Yeah, because he's way better than Mason Rudolph. And Midnight Rider just said that Dwayne Haskins had to want it. And the thing is, under Bill Callahan, he did want it. I went to the game against the Lions, his first NFL win. When I tell you that boy wanted it, he went out there and he balled out. And I was like, this is the guy that we're getting. Every time he came off the field, he was next to Callahan. Callahan was running through shit with him. Callahan took him under his wing and said, okay, let's go. Let's go. And only thing everybody remembers from that is that he wasn't able to go into the game for the kneel down because he was celebrating with the fans because he just led a game-winning drive. His first in the NFL, he was excited. So he was behind the bench whooping it up with the fans, and they got the ball back very, very quick. That's all everybody can remember. Oh, he couldn't go into the game. His head wasn't in the game. You, You motherfuckers realize what he did 59 minutes? But because he didn't come into the game for a kneel down, that's the only thing you remembered about that game. He played a hell of a game. And the only thing you remember is because he didn't come in for the kneel down. So the fuck what?
1: But you know, another thing, KG, is that Washington whiffed badly on two picks, which is, in my opinion, Haskins and Juice. I won't even call him his real name. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know. But both guys had major character issues. And we find out later on what Juices was. Um, and, and like 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 Ben just said, priorities. Now, here's here's a problem that you know Washington has to own up to. You have to take a look at where these kids are coming from. That they've been fed silver spoon all their, you know, football career, you know, babied. You know, do they want it? Is is yeah, you got he got arm talent. But I I just – he never wanted it. He was, you know, going out there on God-given talent. The little bit he had. And his ceiling could have been so much higher if he wanted it. And he doesn't want it. Like, you know what I'm saying? If he wanted it, Pittsburgh probably would give him next season to prove himself. But Pittsburgh's in a position. And that's another team. It's just like – why the hell would you come to Washington if you're Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson and Pittsburgh sitting there? Ready to win? Now they got the defense. They just can't move the ball. Ben 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 is, you know, of course he retired, but Ben was a shell of himself. Why the hell would you come here and pass Pittsburgh? Or, you know, it you know, I don't know what the I guess the 49ers playing on. You know, going with Trey Lance. I mean, yeah, it's some stopgap quarterbacks, Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, Mitchell Trubisky, you know, mm. it's it's some stopgap quarterbacks out there. And, you know, you know, people, you know, if you look back on, you know, I know those names aren't sexy, but if you look back to now to what Chicago is doing, like how much of it was Mitchell P- Trubisky's fault. We say all the time, and we had to live up to what we say on this show. If you draft it into a situation, you just said it with Haskins, you have to be drafted into a situation where people are going to play to your strengths and not handcuff you, you know, just like what, what Kyle Murray's doing in, in Arizona, they play to his strengths, just like what Kyle Shanahan is doing in San Francisco. They play to the strengths of the offense, you know, Jimmy G ain't out there to win games. You know, I need you to make these couple throws to, you know, these throws should be wide open for you because we're doing so much, you know, uh other other things that's gonna keep the defense or try to keep them honest on a, on a heels. You know, so if a Malik here here's the thing, if the if Malik Willis comes here, are they gonna cater to him offensively? I I think the answer is no. I mean Scott Turner, um You know i mean taylor heineke we we said all year what he should have been doing more of you know and that wasn't happening so what makes anybody that's a commanders fan think that malik willis is going to come here and get get the offense built around him you know um it's you know it's just i don't know man I, i like i said if they're serious about a quarterback, which I don't think they are. I just think this this is blowing smoke up everybody's ass. When you say you, you're looking at 42 quarterbacks, that's a fucking joke. Okay, that is a whole joke that you're looking at. It ain't, it ain't even 42 uh, teams in the league. <laughs> you know, 32 teams in the league. Out of the 32 teams, maybe 10 have quarterbacks that can win a Super Bowl. Maybe 10. The rest of them, that 10 to 20 crowd, your the rest of your team, like San Francisco, is Jimmy G. He falls in that 10 to 25 category. The rest of the team has to be solid for him to be successful. They, he, you know, they're not going to uh, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, you to a win. It's, it's just not going to happen. They don't have the skill set. They don't have it. It just ain't there. You know, uh, Alex Smith is one of those quarterbacks. You know, uh, 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 when he's hot, he can be a top ten to fifteen quarterback. When he's hot, when he's hot, when he's not hot, he's a he's a fifteen to twenty guy. He can make some throws, but you got to have a solid running game. You got to have some weapons on offense to keep people honest and and to open up the offense for him. You know, so who do you bring in here if you're Washington? I, I can say I say. You sell a house, I mean, Ron Rivera said, "Oh man, nobody cared what price they paid for Stafford," and that's Not
0: absolutely it. right. When yeah. you win, absolutely right, nobody gives a damn what you paid.
1: Of course, so yeah, we everybody knew the Rams mortgaged their future for a Super Bowl. They got it, you know, and they they gave up draft picks, they gave up this that and the other. But the Rams are a good organization. Now they're in L.A. They people are going to want to take pay cuts to go there, so they don't have. And they notice. So, when, and that's that's the thing about being a good GM, knowing where you are, knowing what you have to sacrifice. If I'm the GM for Washington, I'm on the phone with Houston. I'm going down to Houston, talking to the GM. I need Deshaun Watson. Let's let's put a package together. I give you a first this year, a first next year, and maybe a, a third. I, I, mean, do you want to win or not? That's a question. Do you want to win? You, it, it, and you have, you have, you have Terry McLaurin. You have some other receivers on offense that really can't shine because they can't get the ball. All right, you get Deshaun Watson, top ten quarterback. Right now, you get to see what these receivers and this offense can do moving. You know, you couldn't really see it with Fitzpatrick because he got, of course, he got hurt the first game. You know, I think Fitzpatrick would have made it interesting just because, you know, he's a vet quarterback, decent arm. Um, So I think that, you know, you didn't get to see that, you know, do you bring him back next year? I don't know. I don't know. But you can't – and it's it's, it's really – puts Taylor Heineke in a bad situation. You know, this guy's been a journeyman – all his life and if this was Detroit if this was you know one of the lower teams in New York he could probably get a chance next year you know but this is a fan base that hasn't won anything in a long time they keep getting their asses whipped by the Dallas Cowboys every season so it's it's time to pull the trigger go get Deshaun Watson you know you if you want to win if you want to be in contention next year you go get Deshaun Watson you get a help. Best case scenario, you get a healthy Chase Young back next year. Healthy Montez Sweat. Everybody up front healthy. Maybe add a piece, you know, here and there. You still, you know, draft. You know, you still got. Even if you give up your 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 meat picks, you still got. Um, you know, if you got a good draft, you can still get guys from that third round on that can contribute to your team.
0: Hmm. That that's what uh that's what uh scouting is. And uh, the midnight rider says, I don't know about this Watson situation. And he also said, this is a, this isn't the easiest fan base to appease, which is absolutely right. Absolutely right. But the Watson situation, if you noticed ever since, you know, Miami has pulled out of the deal. Uh, Houston was talking about hiring Brian Flores and, Deshaun Washington was like, I'll stay in Houston if you hire Brian Flores. I'll play. Nothing has been said about those sexual assault allegations. You notice that? I just – I wondered if anybody else noticed that because it seems that all that noise died down quickly. So just a thought. But um, Washington got a lot of homework to do, and one thing that they can do that would make this team a lot more dangerous – And it would have made them dangerous last year if they would have did more of it. Threat of the read option. Taylor Heineke can run, but you got a a pretty damn good running back. Excuse me, and Antonio Gibson. You got a pretty damn good guy and and, and J.D. McKissick who I hope they bring back. They got a good one-two punch there. So everybody was keying in on them. Taylor Heineke could have walked in for touchdowns all day long. Because nobody was expecting him to run. Then when he ran, he was gone. He was picking up yards. You have to use what you have. Sometimes you got to use sleight of hand. Do what you have to do. But Scott Turner has to stop being timid with these players, and especially this, these quarterbacks, and do the damn thing. But we have to find somebody that's going to lead us. Because everybody said, oh, I don't want to do another year of Heineke. I don't want to do another year of Heineke. During another year, Heineke, who was essentially a rookie last year and didn't play pretty bad. He played pretty good until we got to the Dallas game, but, you know, just things, the wheels fell off. A lot of stuff fell off at the end of the season. This team was supposed to go what? The last nine games, two and seven? What did they go, five and four? That's pretty damn good for a team that was slated to finish at the bottom of the division. That's pretty damn good. But like the Midnight Rider said, you can't appease this fan base. Everybody wants who they want, and then when the shit doesn't work out, they stand there with their thumb, they butt looking stupid. You praise the the move when it happened, but when the shit falls over, you sitting there like, well, I don't know why they did that. But you was the one talking about, yeah, we going to the Super Bowl. Shut that shit up. I don't want to hear that from nobody from this fan base. I don't want to hear no Super Bowl talk. I don't want to hear no playoff talk. I don't want to hear none of that. I don't care who we draft. I don't want to hear none of that. We can draft the next Tom Brady. I don't want to hear that until we get there. Because y'all sound like idiots. I'm sorry. But that's how I feel. When it comes to the fan base, it's a lot of chicken pecking, boot licking. Everything the organization does is right. Oh, you just a hater. You don't like no moves. Because I know the shit's stupid. You bringing in a young quarterback right now. If you don't nurture that cat, if you don't nurture him, we're going to have another Kirk Cousins, RG3 situation. We're going to have another Dwayne Haskins situation. It's going to be history repeating itself. So it doesn't matter who you draft, who you bring in. If you don't do what's right, we're never going to get out of this daggone spell of mediocrity that we've been in for the last 30 years. We haven't busted a great since, January 1992. Just saying. But uh, the boss BJ had to jump. I'm going to jump to this last one. Then I'm gone. Uh, I've been debating back and forth about this. We're going to switch gears and jump over to the NHL. I've been debating back and forth um for a couple of days. That's why we didn't have a show on Tuesday. Because I didn't know how this was going to come off. But. Our tagline is raw, real, and unfiltered. So, let me explain this right now. These thoughts and comments that are about to come out are that of mine. They don't reflect any other sideline junkies other than myself. So, I'm just going to go ahead and lay it out there. Now, everybody knows, if you unless you've been living under a rock, you know what's going on over in Ukraine. Russia has walked into a country and... Started um, <laughs> pretty much taking whatever the hell they want and bombing stuff. Ukraine's fighting back, you know, everything. You have Russian born players in the NHL, and one is one of my favorite players, the great eight, Alexander Ovechkin, Ovi. And he came out last week and he said, uh, I would say it's a hard situation. I have a lot of friends in Russia and Ukraine and it's hard to see another war. I hope it's soon going to be over and there's going to be peace in the whole world. And, you know, they called him out about his friendship and previous support of Vladimir Putin. And he said, well, he's my president, but how I said, I'm not in politics. I'm an athlete. How I say it, Hope everything's going to be done soon. It's a hard situation right now for both sides. Everything like how I say it, everything I hope is going to be in. And I'm not in control of the situation. Now, Dominic Hoshik, one of the greatest goaltenders to ever lace him up. He got to Twitter. And he says what? Not only an alibi is a chicken shit. But also a liar. Every adult in Europe knows well that Putin is a mad killer, that Russia is waging an offensive war against a free country and its people. The NHL must immediately suspend contracts for all Russian players. Every athlete represents not only himself and his club, but also his country and its values and actions. This is a fact. If the NHL does not do so, it's an indirect co- it has an indirect co-responsibility for the dead in the Ukraine. I sat there and I pondered on that and it may not agree. But like I said, these are my opinions. These don't reflect the opinions of the sideline junkies. To say that Russian born players in any league and, you know, you got Russian soccer players and, you know, they're taking. Forfeits and being kicked out of stuff and they're being blamed for what a president did of a country. Here's my thing. As a U.S citizen by birthright, I've never been told that any US born athlete would be suspended without pay, uh, forfeit this, that, and the third because America walked into Iraq. America walked into Afghanistan. America walked into this country. The president said this, the president did that. I've never seen anybody else penalized for what their country's president, leader, dictator, whatever, did. So me personally, I do not agree with Dominic Hoshik about Russian players being suspended immediately for something they probably don't even agree with. And even if they do agree with it, that's on them. Nobody, if that was the case, every American-born player that played overseas during the Gulf War, during the Iraq War, any of that, anything that America had their hands in, should have been suspended, but nah, it never happened. So I don't see the connotation. Why should it happen now? You know, I don't, I don't agree with none of it. That's going on. I wish everybody could live in harmony and peace, but guess what? It doesn't happen like that. It it doesn't, it doesn't go down like that that's not how the world works so for dominic Hashik to say something like this and it's a lot of people that agree with him i think that's the wrong i mean it's your opinion it's your feelings i just don't agree with it myself personally you penalizing countrymen for something that they had nothing to do with these players are basically like i was in a bathroom i didn't even do shit that's how it feels so that type of tape is a little harsh for him to say like that. And then, you know, everybody want to pull up the pictures of Ovi with uh, Putin and everything. And look how many players that took pictures with Donald Trump. And 45 used to sound the dog whistle an awful lot. You know, it was a lot of a lot of racist. Good old boys. They used to hide. Felt comfortable to come out during his presidency and say things, do things, whether they were in politics or they just normal, regular citizens. They love that man to death. They called that man the second coming. But. None of those players are are being demonized because they supported. Forty five. You got people that didn't like Barack Obama when he was president. And it was players that supported him. They were never demonized for supporting him. If you support him, take pictures with him, whatever, that's your thing. That's what being free means. You can have whatever political affiliations, whatever you have. And you can support a candidate until the cows come home. But just because they make a move does not mean that you support every move that they do. I voted for Barack Obama twice. Did I support everything he did? No, I did not. No, I did not. I voted for Joe Biden. Do I support everything that he does? Hell the fuck no, I don't. I'm just sitting here shaking my head like, bro, this can't be life. This is not what we signed up for. But that's just my honest opinion about the candidate that I chose to back because I damn sure wasn't back in 45 for a second go around. You, you can kill me. Mm-mm. Kiss my ass with that. You can kill that noise. I wasn't doing that for another four years. To be able to to have to deal with the shit that I had to deal with for four years, yeah, I wasn't doing that again. But let me jump back on topic. This whole Dominic Hashik tweet it was just, that was just hardcore. Like, bro, damn, chill, man. You can't take away somebody else's livelihood that's living here in America, on American soil for something that happened in their home country. That's basically, you're saying, like I said before, anywhere around the world, when America does something and you got American-born citizens living on foreign soul they got to suffer the consequence for something that they don't even know nothing about they like yeah i don't agree with that oh well you know you don't agree with that but we gonna fire you anyway until this is resolved we're gonna lay you off no pay no bills uh you just stop you know think about that how much sense does that make it makes no sense to me but if you it makes sense to you you got something you want to say sideline junkies 247 at gmail.com. We can email back and forth and set up a time and we can sit down and debate it on air. Hey, I want to hear your story if you agree with it. I want to, I want that's what a dialogue is. It's talk between two people. We don't have to sit here and hoop and holler and scream. We don't have to do none of that. We can point and counterpoint all night long. You know I love to do it. But I just I don't agree with this take with Dominic Hashik. I I'll say that. So, but like I said, that was it for the night. Thank you to the boss, BJ, the Midnight Rider, Ben, priorities. I think that's going to be the word for the week, priorities. I'm going to try to sneak that in on Saturday night at least 10 times. Let me write that down now. Priorities 10 times on Saturday night. That's the word of the week. So, Next time you hear this melodious voice will be hopefully on the Saturday night WrestleManiacs. But before I go, let me say this. Things have gotten a little shaky as of late. We haven't been putting out as much content on our specific days. And that is uh 95% my fault. Five percent scheduling, 95% my fault. So I'll make this promise to go back to hitting the schedule with the Saturday night WrestleManiacs, the Sunday Rise, the Tuesday night flight, the Thursday night throwdown. I make a, a promise to get back on schedule and get these things done. Whether I got to do it on the road or I got to record it and do it, either way, we're going to get back on the road and get back on our schedule. Just because it ain't no football, don't mean we ain't got to be on schedule. We got too much to talk about. Because we need to talk about this NBA. So, And, of course, as usual, shout out to the man that's cool as ice, twice as nice, and ain't never had a bad day in his damn life, Junie. Keep working hard, brother. Keep getting better. Can't wait to get you back. So that's all for me. I'm the big guy, KG. I don't do no overtime. I am out of here.